Hello, friends, and thank you so much for tuning in today. This is the PMDD podcast, and my name is Adriana. I am not a medical health expert. I am warning listeners that there may be sensitive topics surrounding mental health and health procedures. The content here is for informational purposes only, and because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. I am super thrilled to invite my next guest on the show. Daphna, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It has been, oh, where do I begin? How did we connect? Because it it truly has been (laughs) magical because, um, so I had a guest on who I believe was episode number 26. So only just recently I had Caroline come on. Um, so her uh, Instagram is Breathe with Caroline. And when we started talking, she just kept referring to this mystical, magical woman um, <laughs> who was able to really, really help her at the beginning of her journey of becoming symptom free um and I was like the whole time I'm like who is this person I need to know who this person I want to know all about this magical woman so (laughs) Daphna please tell us who who are you and what are these powers um Okay, I'll try to do my best. Um, What I do is I use a combination of methods. I do healing work. And then I also do a method called, I use a method called the IPEC method, um, which uh, the combination of, uh, it's, it's a bit complicated to explain, but technically we use muscle testing to see what weakens the body. And then when we see what weakens the body, we want to strengthen it so that yeah so that the body would feel better um and i kind of the way i look at pmdd um and just generally a lot of gynecological conditions uh we we mentioned uh, uh, endometriosis but i mean right now we're focusing on pmdd um so it's a combination of on the physical level uh it's a sensitivity to hormonal changes and specifically rapidly fluctuating hormones um on the emotional level it has a lot to do with um uh pain and i want uh, on emotional pain and that's exact that's basically what i want to talk to you about today uh and then also there are energetical aspects but uh, i'll get to them uh, later on uh, but when we talk about the connection between uh, PMDD and pain, so the way that I've seen uh, how PMDD looks like is that it really has a lot to do with um, collective feminine pain and multi-genera- multi-generational pain. Mm. Uh, so it's not, uh, many times it's not specifically pain or uh, emotional pain that has to do with the woman itself, but what her ancestors went through and how she's connected to the collective pain of femininity in general. And it echoes through her womb. Mm. Um, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So many questions already. So just so um, for people that are listening, what do you mean by muscle testing? Oh, okay. Um, so muscle testing is just a way to check the muscles of the body. Uh, so how the muscle reacts towards something. So um, how the muscle reacts, for example, to estrogen, how the muscle reacts to uh, progesterone, how the muscle reacts to the concept of, you know, emotional stuff, to, to the concept of being raped. Uh, I mean, sorry for mm-hmm. putting, you know, such strong words out there, but uh, I want to see how the muscles or how the body reacts to it. And if we see that there is a sensitivity, meaning that the body is weak, uh, the muscle is weak, that the muscle is weak when we uh, focus on estrogen or when the muscle is weak, when we focus on progesterone or or uh, when it's weak, when we focus on emotional pain, then we want to start strengthening it so that we can strengthen the immune system so that we can strengthen the inner immunity. And that is how we heal PMDD eventually. Uh, and really what I've noticed is that um, there is a really interesting way to investigate through how the muscles are reacting uh, to understand how the entire mind is reacting to this collective feminine pain, to this collective trauma that women have went through, you know, since generations. And 
PMDD women have a tendency to be more sensitive to that collective pain, whether they're um, uh, conscious to it or unconscious to it. Mm. So, I mean, you you wouldn't have always, have you always worked with, I'm always fascinated someone's journey to where they get to yeah. now and how what led them to this. Um, so with your, like, did you go straight into working into women's health or was it more general at the start and then you sort of fell into the women's, how did it all sort of unfold that you started, yeah, working so directly and specifically with menstrual menstrual issues? Um, it's just something that I've always been fascinated with. I studied the IPIC method about more than 10 years ago, I'd say 11 years now. Uh, and women, it was just something that always fascinated me. And I started to work with men and menstrual problems or menstrual pain. Or, uh, and that, you know, it was 10 years ago, PMDD wasn't really a known uh, condition. Uh, so it was just, you know, women coming with a lot of pain. And we, I mean, we didn't have a word for it yet. And then I started um, trying to find answers. Um, I come from a from a biological background, so I'm really into research, and I try to find answers on how exactly the hormones affect us. And I just couldn't really find the answers uh, in the literature, in the medical literature. So I decided to go and maybe research it myself. So I uh, went to a women's clinic, uh, a women's fertility clinic, uh, and I uh, we had a research uh, which eventually turned into my master's thesis. And we looked at the way hormones um, affect women. And it was surprisingly almost never done before. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And um, so there were a lot of studies done or a lot of research done around how do uh, hormones emotionally affect women. And uh, also that wasn't the studies that I've done, but like the the people in my lab uh, also researched PMDD. And that's how I came across this this title, this condition. And then because that's only what I did for my research, but I also worked one-on-one with women. And I also did all kinds of workshops uh, for women how to, on how to cope with their period. So yeah, it just evolved from there. Pe- uh, women started coming with uh, PMDD conditions and yeah, um, that's how it started. And then because I use muscle testing, which is just a way to ask the body questions and see how it reacts, I started noticing that it has a lot to do with emotional stuff, but it's so tricky to 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 um, like uh, say it out loud that it has to do with emotional stuff because it almost sounds like blaming. And I'm really not blaming. I really don't think that it's because a woman is too sad or too crazy or too something. Uh, and the more I started investigating it through uh, using the muscle testing technique, I've noticed that it, it's not even their pain. It's, mm. it's the pain of, of things that happen to women in general or things that happen to their mothers and their grandmothers. And again, because I had this uh, biological background, I started looking into it. And then I started thinking about how exactly is it connected on the biological level? How are we connected on, how, how is that collective pain actually connected in, in our cells? So uh, there are two ways that it's actually connected, this pain, that it's actually uh, residing in all of our cells. And I'll try to explain them and I'll try to um, make it as not as technical or complicated. Uh, the first um the first thing is just when you think of, of the egg, the egg that we came from, right? We all came from an, an egg and a sperm that met and developed. Uh, so the egg that we came from is immediately a three-generational link. How? Uh, for example, my daughter was born two years ago. So when she was still in my uterus, uh, she developed all of her organs, right? Her limbs, her heart, her brain, everything. And also she developed her eggs, right? Because she developed her ovaries and her uterus and her eggs. And one of these eggs are one day, it, one of these eggs, one day is going to be my grandchild. So mm. I made the egg of my grandchild. I made half of the DNA of my grandchild back in 2019, right? And mm. it's only going to be like, this potential is only going to be manifested in about 30 years, but it was made in 2000, 
2019. And so that's immediately a three-generation link, uh, which means like when I started thinking about it, wait, the egg I was made of was in my grandmother's womb. Uh, That was 1949, uh, back in Poland, just after the war. They were Jewish. Uh, All of of our family didn't survive the Holocaust. And four years later, she had my mom in her uterus and also my mom's eggs, which I came from. So that DNA, half of my DNA, the egg that I came from, right? I have like half my DNA is, is the egg and half my DNA is the sperm. So half of that DNA was already made four years after one of the biggest horrific wars that happened. And Mm -hmm. each of my cells has that. It's crazy. So yeah, whatever my grandmother went through and whatever my mom went through, it's in my cells. So that's just like one aspect when you think of it. But then also, if we want to complicate things even further, there's also the, the, the understanding of mitochondrial DNA. We have Besides of our, in, in each of our cells, we have the DNA, right? Which it basically just means the DNA is like the, the coding blocks, which tells the body how to grow and how to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we have in each of our cells, we have our own DNA, but then we have another kind of DNA, which is called mitochondrial DNA. Uh, and that mitochondrial DNA, um, when we look back at evolutionary times, um, so there was Back in evolutionary times, there was a different kind of creature, a different kind of organism called mitochondria. And Mm -hmm. that creature uh, knew how to take food and turn it into energy. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So uh, because our body doesn't know how to do it by ourselves, we don't know right now you're drinking coffee and that coffee turns into energy. But what does what makes it energy? Uh, mm-hmm. what, how does it uh, help your body function? So there is tiny um, organelles, like tiny things in our cells, which does it for us. Okay. So they take their food and they somehow magically translate it into energy. And that thing is called mitochondria. So we have that thing in each and every one of our cells. But because that mitochondria was originally a different organism, it has different DNA. So in each one of our cells, we have our DNA, and then we also have the mitochondria with its own DNA. Uh, And why is that important? Because the mitochondrial DNA only comes from the mother. So you received all of your mitochondrial DNA from your mother, and she received it from her mother and and her mother and so on. And not only do we have this DNA that that only comes from the mother, but it also almost didn't change during evolutionary times, meaning when that DNA was, you know, evolutionary, just before, when it was just created, it almost didn't have any mutations up until now. So technically, you can kind of look at it as a clock, which you can look back uh, until until you reach that first woman. And it's actually been done. She's called mitochondrial Eve. She lived uh, somewhere in Africa, about 150 years ago. And she's the first woman who had this mitochondrial DNA and passed it along to all women after her. And you have that DNA in each one of your cells. And that DNA almost didn't change. So you feel it's encoded in it almost everything that any woman has ever, whatever these women went through, uh, you know, whether it's uh, war, rape, um, witch hunts, it's all still encoded in each one of your cells and you're going to pass it along to your daughter as well and her daughter and so on. So just like when you think about that, these are two links, how the egg is connected and how the mitochondrial DNA is connected. These, um, these two issues just show you how all women are connected and women unfortunately have suffered a lot, Um, (laughs) you know, Yes. but okay. So now, but when we think about it, so why would it come up when we're on our period, right? Mm. I mean, okay, they're suffering, but why would it come on, on our period? Why then? So when we're on our period, or actually the days before we're on our period, so when we're in the progesterone phase, uh, meaning just the days before we, uh, we, we get our period, uh, these are times when all of our sensory system kinds of shuts down uh, and gets a bit more like we're in a cave mode. 
So our uh, sense of smell and our sense of touch and uh, our sense of hearing and our sight, they're all a bit diminished. So we don't see as well, we don't hear as well, we don't smell as well, and we're kind of turning in, um, which means that now would be a really good time to kind of just be by yourself, not go to a party. Um, you can't focus that much. If you'll only be, you know, outgoing and social, you'd just be overwhelmed because your senses can't take it. They can't hear as well. You can't, yeah, you can't see as well. So these are times where you're really supposed to like look inwards and be really with yourself. But then you're in a society which expects you to be functioning just just the same right 24 7 and you can't so then you become overwhelmed and you come and you get over flooded and there's all this pain that you have to like go through the pains of your ancestor which is like completely overwhelming and but you have to have a deadline to, to, for tomorrow at, you know at your work so it's just everything becomes way too overwhelming and then you start crying hysterically and you don't understand why and you get all these, uh, like, I remember that you described it in your podcast as like the doomsday uh, crying attacks, right? Yes. Um, it's just the, the collective pain that wants to come out of you. And the best time to do it is that time before you get your period when all the senses are like turning inwards and, and ha- like originally they would, they would help you investigate what's going on. Uh, if only we didn't have, you know, our job for tomorrow and the deadlines and everything. And yeah. <laughs> so that's my entire theory about PMDD. That was a huge monologue. <laughs> no, I love it. And I, and I have taken notes and I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to think of where do I, <laughs> where do I begin? Um, because I, I do want to touch base again on the generational trauma again. So um, just to, because that term, I've only heard about it in the last couple of years because of mm-hmm. you know the work that I've been doing. So essentially, what you're saying is is that um, that we're carrying any trauma from our mum and our grandma, um, it, it, as in and from, all women and <laughs> and all women. Yeah, yeah, it's big. It's definitely big as an understatement. Yeah. But what what I what I was thinking about is that because now we're in a position where we can do the work, right? We can do yeah. the work, and we can let. Um, which obviously we'll talk about a little bit more in a bit. But can we stop our trauma at all going to the to our daughter and their daughter? I think so, and I think the way to do it is to really focus when you're on your period on shedding all this trauma, mm. and then that's why we have the opportunity to, to do it every month uh when we're on our period so there is the uterine lining which is like the inner lining of our of our uterus of our womb and it grows by 10 in in a matter of, of a couple of weeks mm. so it started from let's say one millimeter and then it grew into 10 millimeters by 10 and so it yeah sorry it grows by 10 and it's just when you think about it it's it's a huge organ that like multiplies so much there you don't have you know i mean it's not like you can grow your arm times 10 in, in a matter of two weeks right uh, mm-hmm. it's it's huge and it's like this this soft tissue that absorbs uh, absorbs a lot whether we like it or not our womb is our containing vessel so it absorbs a lot it absorbs everything that we went through this month uh, all the you know unconscious memories that my uterus still has from my mother um I've mentioned this before. Uh, there is like, for example, a study that was done that they saw that female embryos have endometriotic lesions, uh, right? Even before they were born, they've mm. seen it, that even uh, female embryos have endometriosis in them. So we don't know, maybe endometriosis is only being uh, uh, diagnosed like when a woman, you know, she's in her 20s or her 30s because that's the only time that they start diagnosing it. But maybe it's something that women are even born with. We don't know. Um, But because they've seen it in embryos, yeah, I mean, it's starting to show that maybe that's the truth. Um, So... Yeah, there's this thick, like soft sponge uh, in our womb and it sheds every month when we're on our periods. And 
if we learn how to work with it correctly and really go into the zone and not be afraid of the pain that comes up and not be afraid of of the crying attacks or of the or of that uh, doomsday wave as you said if we go with it and we let it flow then we release and that's what i mentioned in, in the beginning about how to work energetically with it so we begin to energetically cleanse everything from our womb and we also have a chance to do it next month and next month oh, yeah. and next month and we can do it for about 400 to 500 times in our lifetimes. And then we don't have to pass it along to our daughters. Mm. Uh, that's what they say that they used to do back in the red tent days, that all women gathered together. They all received their period at the same time. And it was around a new moon time because they were all synchronized and there was still no electricity. And, you know, moon was the only time, was the only biological clock. And they all went into it together and supported each other. And the elder women showed the young girls how to do it and how to work with their period and how to shed everything that needs to be shed. Um, and they all supported each other. Right now, when you're going on like this doomsday crying uh, spurs, you're alone and no one taught you and no one showed you uh, how to work with it. No one held your hand and, t- and, and told you it's okay. It's just a wave let it be no one was you know there to support you and it's not just because you know your mom wasn't uh clever enough no woman knows that these days i mean Mm. it's it's a it's like a lost um lost body of knowledge that yeah and now you're just expected to take the pill and perform every day and function every day like you were a man the the red tent like it, it comes up a lot. I don't think I've actually we've spoken too much about it actually on this podcast, but it's such a beautiful practice. The fact that the women all get together and I and it just sort of hit me just and I'm like, when did that stop? Like, <laughs> um, I think well, uh, there are all kinds of. Um... Well, I don't know exactly, you know, the, the 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 years or the dates, but there are all kinds of uh, beliefs that started to be around period about two thousand years ago. Hmm. Um, like you see records in uh, Hindi uh, scripts and also in in, Bib- in you know biblical uh, uh, writings uh, that I, I remember. Also, there's a like a biological, supposedly a biological encyclopedia from the first. Uh, um, first century BC, wow. uh, no, first century AD, <clears throat> that it, uh, you know, that they uh, described there that a woman on her period would uh, create, uh, would uh, kill an entire cattle, or that she would uh, ruin the fields, uh, the you know, the, the plants growing in the field. And so they started to to see it as something very horrific and very horrible, and something that you. Should be ashamed of mm. and uh, it's right uh, how it, it just up until recently it was called the curse right you got the curse every month mm. <clears throat> sorry so how could you even remember that this is something that can be empowering and that this could be a like a, a, a collective pain cleansing ceremony if mm-hmm. it's looked at as a curse and mm. then you have all this pain this bundle of emotional pain and of of these uh, and, and the physical pain and no one taught you any physical movements and how to help with this pain. And no one helped you, you know, no one explained to you that it's okay. This mm. wave of crying that you're having is good. Go with it. You're releasing things that aren't just yours. It's also your grandmother's, you know, and if no one taught you, how would you know? And then all you feel is crazy. Mm. when you start crying for no reason right mm. so i think eventually pmdd women not only is it not their fault i really view them as the most wise women there are because they're so amazingly sensitive that they can't not feel this collective pain it just they can't not feel it their wombs are like the wisest i think and if only we all you know learn how to work with it and how to just not be afraid of that pain and it's and it's a really big request because that pain is big i mean we're we're carrying 2000 years old pain in our wombs uh, but 
if we go with it and if we, you know, like surrender to these, to these crying waves, mm. they will end, right? They will end in about an hour. So cry for an hour, do mm. whatever you need to do. Just don't expect to, to be any different. Mm. If, I mean, I wish there would be like doulas for these things, just like, you know, there are doulas for birth. Uh, because it's it is a lot it is something that's big that, that you're being like requested to do to to digest all this pain uh but when you come out the other side it's so beautiful really mm. oh it's so beautiful i'm getting goosebumps because <clears throat> it's it, it, it's like just how do i put this it's I mean, you, you think about, I mean, I think about all the Facebook groups, right, that women are just crying out for help and they're yeah. bottling this up as well. There's so yeah. many messages yeah. offline that I've spoken to women, you know, and they're just like, I'm just holding on and I'm just keeping it all in, et cetera. And I just think, oh, I just think about the, the like, I want to ask the question, like, what's the damage that it causes us if we hold it in? You know, because I, I feel like there's, I'm thinking about a few messages that I've had offline where I've had women that, you know, have three children under the age of five. They've got, a, you know, the, the, the husband works full time. They're working or part time or something. They're just trying to keep everything together. And, yeah. and, and if they're listening, you know, it's like, but just let it all out. But I, I feel like, it it is painful to transform and go through this pain of letting it yeah. out but at, yeah. what's the cost of letting it all like keeping it all in so i don't know i mean i i don't want to talk about like you know in, in crime and punishment uh terms because i don't think that oh but if you don't then then yeah. you pay right because i don't want to add a bit more i don't want even want to add more guilt and i know it is a lot to ask of a woman because there are a lot of us that don't have the time, right? I mean, we have like all these kids that needs us 24-7 and we have this deadline tomorrow and I don't have time. And, and this is ridiculous, like what I'm asking. But mm. I think two things. Uh, first, I think that if we, I mean, like as you described when, when you had your Doomsdays episode, the crying comes anyway. It just mm. comes, right? It's not like you can resist it. it. It comes, but you might as well just go with it and not, try to think that you need to apologize it, not try to be embarrassed about it because like it puts you in the crazy label, but it's because you are so wise and so sensitive and so, um, um, what's the word? Um, sorry, I'm trying to think of the word. It's because you're so committed mm. to your inner self and this pain wants to come out of you. So let it. And if you let it, it will take half an hour. It will take an hour. If you don't let it, it will take a few days, right? Because you're trying to bottle it up, but you can't, but you're trying, but you can't, but you're trying. So you're like in this loop for days. So what I'm suggesting is just go with it, right? I mean, it's coming anyway. Mm. Uh, you can't work tomorrow and because, you know, because you're already in it. So you might as well just go with it. Um, and if for some reason, you don't have the energy, the capacity to do it right now. Okay, you have next month. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why this thing happens like 400, 500 times in our lifetimes. I mean, we have a lot of time to do it. And if we start looking at it as a gift, as something that is like, you know, this inner process, all my senses are turning inwards. I'm, I'm, I'm committed to this. I'm surrendering to this wave. Then, yeah, we feel like the... the the clarity that we feel afterwards is just amazing. And I, I, I'm just, I, what I want to do is offer women to start even seeing it as a blessing mm. that, that the fact that I even have this ability to go inward so much, men don't have that. Mm. That's why men are such good suppressors because they don't have the ability to shed everything that they have accumulated every month. So they have to be suppressors. I mean, what else could they do? Right. But we have that ability. And I've, I know it for myself and I've seen it from many women while I've, you know, because I work with a lot of women and one-on-one -on -one and on workshops and stuff, 
that you almost go into channeling mode. Like you feel this pain, you understand that it's not even yours. Like all these images pop up. They're like, whoa, where did this come from? How is this? It's not even mine. Okay, whatever. I'm just, I'm with it. I'm crying. I'm shaking my pelvis. I'm doing, you know, whatever it is. I'm with it. And it's it's amazing that like every month, the women can go into channeling mode. It's, yeah, it's, it's a blessing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm just thinking of the people that are listening and they're like, what do you mean? This is a blessing. What, how can this be a blessing? But I, I, I truly believe it as well. Now that I've sort of come through to the other side, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I still have lots of work to do. I'm, I'm in that, um, that mode right now where I really do see it as a, a, a blessing and I can say, and I can see, what am, what am I trying to say? I, I can really see the power in the menstrual mm-hmm. cycle now. Like it's just, uh, mm-hmm. and because when you're so in tune and when you've done the work and you actually can feel into each part of the cycle, like you just know when, like now I'm like day, I don't even know what day I'm in, day six or seven, I'm like spring chicken. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I'm planting seeds, you know, yeah. starting to, I'm in planning mode, etc. And then yeah. it, it's, and then I'll go into summer and I'm like, literally, I've got my arms out now. Hello world, yeah. please. I yeah. Would... <laughs> yeah. And then you slowly start, like my body just automatically starts slowing down in autumn and then winter. I just, like, I physically just can't do anything. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, but it's, yeah, and that's what I mean about all your senses, like turning inwards that you can't, but a week ago you could. And so it also means that you, you could get all these things done that were technically for a man would take, I don't know, a few weeks for you. It would take an hour because you were in your zone before you were ovulating mm. and you were in your, and, and you got all these things done. Like if, if you'd like average it for the entire month, things were done. Mm. Just have these few days that you're focusing on yourself. And that's why I'm, that's what I mean when I, when I try to like encourage women to even see it as a blessing. Mm. Um, I, I know it could sound really arrogant to come to, you know, approach PMDD woman and, 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 and uh, offer her like, wow, this is a blessing. I know it could sound really arrogant and I'm really sorry uh, when I, you know, bring that up, but I think it's kind of like a birth. Okay. When you're during a birth, yes, it's painful. It's very painful. The reason that it's painful is that you could, is that you wouldn't um, be able to avoid it. When birth happens, that's something really important that's happening right now. And nothing besides pain would keep you focused. If, if a woman in labor wouldn't feel pain, she would, you know, get up and do the dishes and like, you know, work on her deadline. And no, this is something that are really important that's happening and only pain forces you to go back and be here now and try to solve Mm. pain so that's why when important things happen they're painful but then how do we uh, work with the pain Mm. okay i'm not saying that it's not going to be painful uh i don't think like that the goal is to not have painful periods I think that the goal is learning how to work with the pain like when a woman comes to me and she says wow my period was wonderful i didn't feel anything I don't know if that's a good thing as well, right? Because I want her to feel, I want her to be shedding everything that she was, that that she was supposed to shed this month. Uh, It's just, how do we work with the pain? And pain is something that, you know, instinctually we're afraid of. And we're instinctually, we want to be like, oh shit, it's painful. Okay, I'll just take a pill, right? Mm. Um, uh, I try to, teach women and also it's something that I do in each one of my uh, when I'm menstruating in each one of my periods is to start to notice when I'm going into the zone where everything becomes too overwhelming where everything is like wow I, I just can't contain it anymore that's exactly the time where I'm going into my room I'm closing the door now it's just me and I'm I'm asking everything to come okay bring it bring it. Okay. If it needs, if I need to cry, okay, let's start crying. And you can even use it as something that's, um, that's like an aid for whatever it is that you, that you went through this month. If for, for, you know, this month I went through a heartbreak up, I know 
that I'll be able to like really be with it and be in it when I'm on my period. So, mm. you know, for example, I broke up with my boyfriend now on day uh, 12 of my cycle, right? I know that, okay, in two weeks, okay, I'm there. I, two and a half weeks. Uh, and then, yeah, like go into that room whenever it is that you feel overwhelmed. Start, you know, crying as much as you need to cry. Um, I always, when I'm on my period, I always see like these images pop up. Like suddenly I would have images of when I was 11, you know, whoever, whatever it was that was absorbed in my womb when I was 11, whatever it was, great that it's releasing now. Uh, I I remember um, that there was a time uh, when I was a specific cycle when I had my boyfriend next to me. I wanted him to see like all that process of what I'm going through. And I was like crying a lot and moving my pelvis a lot and like shaking a lot and screaming a lot. And I, I really wanted him to see everything that I'm going through. Uh, and said, and he was like really encouraging me. And suddenly uh, I not only had like images of whatever it was from my past that came up, uh, but it also felt, and this was like so weird, but it also felt the presence of his grandmother, which I've mm-hmm. never met. She died before, before we met. And I suddenly realized that, wow, it's not just my, my pain and my ancestors' pain. It's also like his maternal ancestral pain that comes through me because he can't do it for her. Yes. So I'm doing this service not only for me, not only for my ancestors, but also for his mother's. It was crazy. And and yeah, like when you go through it all and, and you finish and, and you feel so cleansed, it's definitely a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And when you were talking before about like, I was, I was just, I was just reflecting on my um, recent breakup and, you know, I, and I, I don't think, I mean, I obviously wasn't taking note of where I was in my cycle, but if, you know, friends, my friends would be like, so how, you know, how are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'm great. I must've been ovulating mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. And then, and then you do feel great. Yes. Yeah. But then yeah. two weeks later, I'd be like, boo-hoo-hoo, cry, cry, cry. Yeah. And, you know, and I just, I, I don't think I was quite aware of where I was in my cycle. Or I wish I had have been now because that it just all makes sense now that that yeah. roller coaster. It's like yeah. maybe just check in to see where you are in your cycle, and which is totally fine, right? And because sometimes I, th- I thought I'm like, I should be feeling guilty because I'm like, am I supposed to be crying all the time past my breakup? And well, you will be in two weeks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's good. And it's so good because it's, it's, it's better out there crying it out, mm. uh, you know, shutting all these water uh, memory from your eyes than to have it still be stuck in. Um, it's just, it has, what we need to do is is learn how to work with it, how to work with the pain and how to work with the timing. Um, the nice thing about it is that it's very predictable. We know for every woman, it's different. For one woman, it, w- it would be seven days before she gets her period. For another woman, it would be uh, day two of her, of her period. Mm. But it doesn't matter for every woman. It's usually c- cyclic, right? Cyclic or cyclic? How do you say? It's, it's, it's something that happens every month again and again. So just open your calendar and plan accordingly. Like if you know mm. that there is something that you need to write, and it's something really important that you have to submit. So have that on day 13. If mm-hmm. you know that you need to process the pain, you can um, uh, prolong it to when you get your period. And But when you do, then go with it. So if I know that this month was really uh, re- a really tough month, and I know that this is going to be a very powerful period, I can open my calendar. I can tell my partner, okay, you're taking the kids on Tuesday at two o'clock because I need to have the entire Tuesday for myself. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's so important. Like I, again, like um, knowing how much power we have in our cycle, like, and just having the ability and, you know, you do need to plan ahead for those for those times. And if you can, if you're in a position where you can give the kids away or, you know, plan, you know, just or do those activities, uh, you know, in other yeah. um, times of the month, et cetera. It's, but also it's, it, I just like those, 
like I knew that this week was going to be my planning week because I and I, I was so excited about it. Every time I started planning, like during my period, I was like, no, 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 no. Next week. <laughs> Next week you are just yeah. so much better at it as well. Because if I even yeah. tried to do it last week or the week before, I would have just been shooting myself in the foot. I would have been going yeah. against water, against current, everything. And and, and blaming yourself and why can't you? And yeah, and it yeah. only escalates. Yeah. <laughs> and and the funny thing is, is that I would have been a totally different person as well. So the anything yeah. that I actually planned, I would have scrapped up and put it in yeah. the bin because I would have been a total just I mean a totally different. I feel like I'm a totally different person. (laughs) But but you are because there there is a time of the month where you're estrogenic and there's the time of the month where you're progesterone dominant. And these are two very powerful hormones that Mm -hmm. we should just acknowledge and accept and even be thankful for. And you can definitely plan accordingly. Uh, Have all your dates, all your uh, speaking in front of an audience, uh, job interviews, have that be just on the days before you ovulate and you'd you'd be so impressive and you're, you'd be so glowing. And it's not only just how estrogen is, it's also you secrete pheromones. So people smell you differently mm. in, during these times. And, uh, you know, the times before we get our period, uh, as we said, because like all the senses are a bit, um, they're not as sharp, then... You know, back in, back in uh, prehistoric times, this would have been a time where it was very dangerous to just be out and about because you wouldn't be able to see or smell or hear the lion approaching mm. you. So you'd better go into a cave in these specific times. So it's also like the universe or your body or whatever kind of helps you to be just in a different zone, in a different state of mind when you're on your period. Uh, but again, it's just a, like a clash of, of the, the female body and the modern culture that you're expected to perform the same every day. And you're expected to be very like masculine. Mm. Um, and I think that's the cause um, of this misunderstanding of, of the inner mis- misunderstanding of not understanding what I'm going through. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so tell me, so if, if listeners want to work with you, like explain, explain, yeah, like how you do what you do, or you know what I mean? If people wanted to work in, like, what, what is it that you sort of, um, how do you work with women? Okay. So first of all, I wanted to uh, offer all the women listening. I have like this a small booklet that I've wrote. It's about only 20 pages uh, and I can just offer it for free. I don't know how you can link it, but maybe see how you could link it to so just, first of, of all, just explaining all the, the concept of a, about the collective uh, feminine pain and then how to work with our periods. There's specific um, body uh, movements that we can do that can really encourage this pain to come up and be released. Okay, so I, I have that all detailed and I can just... Uh, have you ask you to to link it somehow um second of all uh so i well before covid times i used to do a lot of workshops which try to imitate that red tent uh it's a bit tricky because you know it's a lot of women that aren't necessarily on their period right now because we're Mm not uh, synchronized uh but what i would do in these workshops is i would just provide a safe space for women to cry whatever it is that they need to cry and to, you know, be there for each other. And I remember the first workshop I did, it was just, wow, it was so amazing. Um, All I did, it was like a bunch of, I think it was maybe 15 or 20 women that gathered together uh, in my studio. And I just had like pillows everywhere. And, you know, it was like really nice and comfy. And all I did was just explain the concept of collective feminine pain. And then I hit play. And everybody started crying hysterically. Like all they did was just to have that space be provided, a space where you can cry and it's okay. Mm. Um, And well, I mean, we practiced on dry land because these women weren't necessarily under period, but all I I want to do is encourage women of, of like, okay, what we did now, now go ahead and also do it on your period. So cry whatever it is that you need to cry and move your pelvis in specific uh, ways and just allow all this pain to come. 
So this is what I did before COVID when I still do workshops and people still met. <laughs> um, but uh, the way I work with one-on-one women is we use muscle testing uh, first to see what's, what's their pain. Uh, and then we really link that pain to whatever it is that happened to their mothers or their grandmothers. Or uh, many times the interesting thing that comes up is that it's also pain that women felt from past lives. And yeah, that's something that's also like really big. Um, like for example, I remember there was one PMDD woman who came uh, and we saw through muscle testing that in a past life, she lost a child. Uh, so we just did healing work on, uh, well, just, we, we did healing work uh, on helping her release that child uh, in a past life. And her PMDD was gone. It was just this big grief that still sat in her. Or, uh, you know, if I want to complicate things even further, uh, like uh, I've seen it uh, more than once that these are women who in past lives when uh, they were um, um, victims of witch hunt. Um, so that's also a grief that sits in them. And again, this grief is so un. I mean, you're so unconscious about this grief. It's, 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 you know, you almost don't have access to it, but you have access to it when you're on your period, because again, a period is a very big time for channeling. So that's why it comes up then. Mm. Um, I've had a client who it was like her past uh, as a witch being hunted and also her mother's past and her all of her aunt's past uh, and past lives, like all all of these traumas combined. And you know what we want to do is to first acknowledge that grief and uh, give space to that grief and encourage her to like start and finish that grief and even forgive whoever it is that did whatever it was in a past life so that she could move on. Mm. Yeah. So that's basically what I do with women one and one. And I know it sounds like so bizarre and so big. And that's the thing. It's it's so big. That's why we're almost overwhelmed when we're on our period. Mm, mm. Uh, and every month we have a chance to like shed another layer, right? Yeah. Every month it's like uh, that thing from a past life or uh, the next month it will be that thing that my mother uh, went through. And the, the, t- the month after that will be that thing that I went through when I was 11. Um, yeah, we have this big opportunity and there's a lot of pain. I mean, women have suffered through pain for countless of generations and it's there. And the more we surrender to this work, uh, I really believe, and I know it sounds really big, but I really believe that we heal the ancestors before us and we heal the women before us and we heal the entire world. And I think through that work we can actually bring world peace Mm, mm, no I agree I I completely agree and I I love the I I love how you've repeatedly said this through this episode that this is an opportunity you know this this the cycle um our period going through this it really is an opportunity and and to finish off to say that you know to just keep shedding and 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 of course like exactly what you said I mean the way you've described it it's collective and it's past lives etc so there's a lot and we've got an opportunity every month to just keep to keep shedding and shedding and shedding and it's not the woman's fault it's the collective pain she's just whether we like it or not, we're the vessel which contains all this pain. Mm. Uh, but we have the opportunity again to to shed this pain every month. And if we don't have the energy to do it this month, it's okay. We can take the pill. I mean, sorry, we can take a painkiller. We can do it next month. It's okay. Um, it's just it is a beautiful opportunity to to have. I think. Mm. Uh, again, as opposed to men, which which don't have that opportunity to shed and start fresh, to mm. shed actual tissue uh, and start fresh every month. And now you're saying that we could be shedding their stuff as well. <laughs> I think all of all of women's, uh, yeah. Uh, Carl Jung also described, uh, talked a lot about the collective pain and the 
um, it's like something that's in in the super unconscious humanity. Mm. Yeah, I definitely believe that, and I've seen that. That's what we do. All we have to do is really like set our expectations and not try to be so um, disappointed with the, with the fact that this pain even comes, but mm. try to embrace it and and surrender to it and work with it and then this pain it, it it's just so cleansing again it's like a birth it's painful but at the end wow first of all you f- feel such a relief but then you have this huge gift like you know that you're so powerful you're this channeler who knew mm. and, and, and you're going into this mode every month oh it's such a beautiful way to finish off the episode <laughs> go forth women we've got this <laughs> yeah, so Daphna if people want to get in touch with you how do they find you um so again I'll send you this uh book let's um uh, just google my name I have a website people can contact me yeah Excellent. All right. Well, I'll I'll definitely pop um, the website um, the, the website link and Instagram and everything in the show notes, um, and I'll figure out how we can get this uh, this beautiful booklet. I can't wait. I can't. You need to send it to me straight away because I <laughs> I'm, like, I'm really looking forward to reading it and ensuring that it's um, accessible to everyone listening. So, Daphna, thank you so much for your time You're today. So oh, much. And thank you. Thank yes. you so much for for having this platform. Really, I mean, it's so so important for women to have um, access to knowledge. Uh, you have so many uh, episodes, and each episode it talks about something a bit different. It's all different paths which lead to the same healing at the end, and each woman will resonate with that specific technique. And it's just. Thank you so much for offering that platform. It's so, so, so important. So, yeah. Thank oh, you. I, I appreciate your kind words. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please ensure that you like, subscribe, follow, or whatever it is that you need to do to keep up to date with new episodes on your podcast listening platform. If you would like to get in touch with me, please email me at the PMDD podcast at gmail.com. Please make sure that you follow our new home on Instagram, which is at the underscore PMDD podcast. Thank you so much again. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Much love.